1: My, my name's dr. Watch uh, how, how embarrassing you've caught me browsing through my dusty old lexicon game or Griffy. It's just a little something my good colleague Professor Game and I put together. He, he's popped out for the moment getting some biscuits uh, I was just looking over the definition of woot It's a favorite of mine let me let me read it to you woot a, a slang term written in Leetspeak, speak spelled w0 d. ...used to exclaim joy or delight. Originating in 1994, it is found most often upon the electric internet. Its origins are a matter of considerable debate. Some claim it derives from the songs of early 90s hip-hop artists Tag Team, or 95 South, mispronouncing the phrase "whoomp." There it is. Others suggest it to be a contraction of the Dungeons & Dragons term, "wondrous LOOT although this seems a little far-fetched. There is also speculation that it might be an acronym for We Owned Other Team. Of course, we all know that owned is more properly spelt with a P. (laughs) Oh, 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 would you excuse me? I I, I must go. I heard Professor Game returning, and I've quite failed to boil the kettle. (laughs) Goodbye.
2: short, it's snappy, it's tips to make you happy, it's odds on OD. This week I see that Tomb Raider Legend is still number one in the charts. And I'm thinking, will Lara Croft go and run for Prime Minister? I think there's a chance she will. We haven't had a female Prime Minister for a while. Let's see her go for it. I think five to one for that. I'm gonna go five to one, Lara Croft next PM. Also tonight, heaven sent seven o'clock Windsor, it's a winner. Remember Best tips of the lot. For top results every time, keep it odds on. Odds on OD.
3: Being involved in selling games to people can be a tiresome experience. Their descriptions of what they require often leave a lot to be desired. They want a fighting game, mortal combat perhaps. No, they want something like, say, Medal of Honor, a driving game. Gran Turismo forward seem to fit the bill, but what they really want is one where you can actually steal the cars. Themselves to throw one at me, missing my eye by mere millimeters. I never thought that only.
4: This week, Dr. Watch and I have been researching the linguistic status of a ludological term, mad skills. Examining the usage of the term mad skills leads Dr. Watch and I to believe that since gaming talent is not something one generally associates with the insane, we're in fact dealing with a metaphor. And this metaphor seems to conflate one so-called meaning with quite a different nebulous concept. We believe that gamers are not literally referring to the skills of the mad, but rather adopting colloquial etymological vicissitudes in which one common man confounds madness with displays of extreme talent, or playful genius. It's an interesting phenomenon, I suppose. Since while gamers are highly creative individuals, they're not generally given to poetical language. I don't believe I'm the only person who finds something a little poetic in the use of metaphor to describe those digital exuberances. These nuances are common in language, of course. This kind of confusion often arises when the activities of great minds are misunderstood by the surging, seething mob of uncouth. Much like those I often sight passing the windows of the library. Well, if you could just show one of them what we achieved with our great archive. But they'll never understand. No, it's not for them this high of research and careful syntax. Now ah well, and best return to the book. Those metaphors don't deconstruct themselves, you know. Goodbye.
2: It's sure, it's snappy, it's odds to make you happy, it's odds on OD. E3 is approaching fast and last year it was a record attendance there. Now, this year they've banned all the booth babes, that's right, you can't see as much flesh. So, I think the attendance is going to be right, right down this year. I'm going to give you 10 to 1 on. That's right, for every £10 you put on, you only get a pound back. Also, on Saturday, look out for Horatio Nelson in the 1,000 guineas at Newmarket. He's a winner. Remember, there's always one favourite on Resonance 104.4 FM. Keep it odds on, odds on OD.
3: Certain that most of the population living here are in fact just part of one hive mind. The tendency for the local population to all want the same thing at once is a touch unnerving. These aren't new releases they are after. It's usually a game from a few years ago. There's some of them which must be spies too, inquiring about my stock seemingly to find out exactly what I don't have. There's others which just enjoy confirming that you have a certain item in stock for a good price. Have you got Godfather on PS2? Yes, it's £15. Oh, that's a good price. Bye. And I never see them again. I'm sure there's some kind of conspiracy behind it all. I'm Derek Williams and this is my slightly paranoid free market economy. You have one life left.
0: Knock knock Who's there? A world of excitement and thrills Plus dread There are some who say Super Mario Kart 64 is just another racing game How incredibly stupid they are Mario Driver Gigolo bare knuckled boxer stands before a full-length mirror his body smothered in shaving cream sculpting his glorious black topiary a strip down the chest one on each leg with a bald back bum and nuts he greases himself just another racing game Luigi white plastic prosthetic hands grip the steering wheel glinting under the dreadful Sun he returned to a lit firework his hands atomized before the eyes of his appalled family. All except his five-year-old son, who spins joyfully, arms outstretched, catching the gore in his palms as it descends like so much sticky crimson confetti. Just another racing game. Please, child. Toad wrestles furiously with the burly figure of Wario. Thump. Scuffle. Scritch-scratch. Wario rolls Toad onto his back. Supine helpless. Well they kiss. Just another racing game. You have it in bubble bath.
2: It's short, it's snappy, it's tips to make you happy, it's odds on, on OD. This week, I'm off to E3 in Los Angeles. Not my favorite place in the world. You can't gamble there. It's illegal. Nintendo have just announced the name of their new console, Wii. I've got a feeling it's all a bit of a joke, and on Tuesday, they're gonna announce the real name. I'm going to have a little gamble on that. Four to one looks good odds to me. Also, the greyhound derby has started, and I like the look of Ballymac Perez. He's a winner for the whole thing. Get on if you can. Remember, though, the real favourites always right here on One Life Left. Keep it odds on. Odds on, O.D.
5: Dear Steve. As someone who works from home, I have to admit that I occasionally watch daytime TV. The Soaps, Oprah, The Really Bad Tyra Show, past episodes of 24. I don't know how it is in England, but daytime TV is for people who don't exactly work nine-to-five jobs here. These people are usually stay-at-home parents, retirees, and the unemployed, which includes kids who either never went to university or eventually dropped out. They account for the overwhelming number of vocational career commercials, ones for two-year degree programs, online degrees, and quite typically they're usually in nursing, computer technical training, being a paralegal, and most recently, game design. Today I was watching G4, the American cable channel which is not unlike the MTV of gaming. So between segments of a show centered on the weird genius of Dead or Alive's Itagaki, I noticed a commercial for DeVry College and how instead of sitting here on my couch watching games coverage, I could be out there making video games for a living. The commercial starts out with two guys on a couch. Playing video games in the dark, the flickering screens make the room glow blue. I trust this is not an unfamiliar scene for us gamers. These guys could be anyone I know, like the guys who live next door to me in college, whose life goals were not only to count the ways to get stoned, joint, bong, pop brownie, or hash waffles, but to get stoned while playing Tekken or Tony Hawk. So, the guys in the commercial are playing in this room that looks like it hasn't gotten sunlight in weeks, and this perky blonde girl comes down to sit next to them. She says, These guys are doing homework. They're studying game design, one of the hottest fields today. You too can learn game design at DeVry College. Now, the last time I was able to watch daytime TV was at least a decade or two ago. I think it was the year between preschool and kindergarten and if I recall it was back when DeVry offered more technical repair skills, computer repair, vocational stuff. It's nice to know that DeVry is still there on TV and has moved into the 21st century by getting hip to gaming. Now it's the hook at the end of the commercial that really gets me. Do what you love for a living. You mean sit in the dark, get stoned, and play video games? Hmm. Could this be what game design is really about? Now is there really a job, and I mean paid employment, not volunteer work, like this? I mean, Could life be so awesome? Thinking it over, I wonder if I do this for a living, what I will have to look forward to when I retire. I mean, now in my spare time I play games, so when I retire I expect I'll have a lot of time, probably to play a lot of games. It seems like the guys in the living room are already living my retiree's dream. I mean, after all, it was news anchor Walter Cronkite who once said, My idea of retirement is to sit in a big dark room playing Space Invaders all day long. XOXO, hope you are doing well, and until next time, Raina.
6: Hi, I'm Miss Snackman, and welcome to the first in my series of video game-related recipes. This week, I'm going to be making something that will make the boys' mouths water. Dead or Alive Extreme Peach Cobbler. Okay, I'm really hungry, so let's get cracking. First, turn your oven on to 200 degrees centigrade, and take the butter out of the fridge to soften. Heat up the oven, now we're on a roll. Heat up the oven, now we're on a roll. For the first part of making the topping, I'm going to tip all the ingredients into a food processor and blitz them for a couple of minutes until it looks like breadcrumbs. But if you haven't got a food processor, you can just put them in a bowl and rub the mixture with your fingers. Crack, crack, crack the egg into the bowl. Crack, crack, crack the egg into the bowl. M-I-X, the flour into the bowl.
1: M-I-X, the
0: flour into the
6: bowl. The ingredients for the topping are 150 grams of plain flour, a pinch of salt, Two teaspoons of baking powder, one heaped tablespoon of caster sugar, and 80 grams of butter. Butter, butter, butter joins the bowl. Butter, butter, butter joins the bowl. When you've made your breadcrumbs, tip them into a bowl and mix in 125 millilitres of double cream, Mix with a teaspoon of your chosen food colouring. I've chosen pink because I'm gill. When it's all mixed together, it should be a nice bowl of soft dough. Now get an oven-proof dish and slice some peaches into it. You'll need about 8 to 10 peaches, depending on how big they are. Obviously don't put the stones in or you'll break your teeth. All we gotta do is apply the final touches. All we gotta do is apply the final touches. When you've done that, sprinkle a couple of tablespoons of caster sugar over them. We've got two options now. If you want extreme peach cobbler, sprinkle half a teaspoon of chili flakes over the peaches. But if you're a bit of a wimp like me, sprinkle a level tablespoon of chopped fresh ginger instead. It'll still be extreme, but it won't blow your bikini off. Baking
1: a cake yes means you gotta try. I'm doing this for years, but don't ask me why.
6: Now get your topping and on a floured surface, mould it into a bikini shape. Now you see why the choice of colour is important. It doesn't matter that it won't cover all the fruit. In fact, isn't that the whole point of a bikini? Arrange the topping on the fruit, taking care to cover all the root parts. Sprinkle a tablespoon of caster sugar over it, and then put the whole thing in the oven for about 20 to 25 minutes. Hold the cake in the oven for a while. Put the cake in the oven for a while. Leave it there, come on, clean the pile. Leave it there, come on, clean the pile. It's delicious to serve with whipped cream, ice cream, or if you fancy it, sun cream. Well that's it, mine's cooked, so I'm going to eat it by the pool. If there's someone you'd like to be your friend, maybe you could send them yours in a box. See you. Okay, okay, that wasn't so hard, was it?
1: to watch here. Please excuse my whispering. Professor Game has fallen asleep in his chair and I'm loath to wake him. He, He works so terribly hard and stays up far too late. But needs must and despite my slumbering colleague, I would like to once more read to you from our lexicon of gamography. Lol or lol is an acronym for laugh out loud or laughing out loud its widespread use occurs upon the modern internet as a means to express laughter across a text-only medium however i am sad to report that the term lol has been grossly abused for many years, such that it is now a widely hated term and rarely expresses any more than simply a positive emotion, a role formally and perfectly adequately filled by a simple smiley face, or, my personal favourite, a (laughs) heh-heh. there is also confusion over the correct extrapolation of the initials laughing out loud as defined in professor Gaiman's my lexicon is the true translation however others have attempted to maintain it stands for lots of laughter and even lots of love they are qu- quite wrong Of course, if one begins using LOL for merely providing a demonstration of positivity, then when genuine laughter occurs, the hyperbole must be stepped up to match. Hence, the exaggerated and frankly dishonest variations LMAO, laughing my ass off, r o. L rolling-on-floor-laughing, and R-O-F-L-M-A-O, where someone surely requires hospitalisation. But there's no time for laughter here, typed or out loud. Professor Game shall awake soon enough, and if there's not a pot of tea waiting, he'll be quite the grump. Goodbye!
3: It's hard to decide sometimes as to how honest to be about the quality of a game when you're selling it. Generally speaking, if I'm asked for my true opinion, I give it. Other times I just have to tell them what they want to hear. The strangest part of the job is finding out that people genuinely do like a lot of the games that are universally rubbished by critics. There really are people who think Drift 3R is a good game. Sorry, I mean Driver 3. Even when you're being honest about how great you think a game is, you can have a hard time convincing the customer. In fact, that's the hardest thing. Selling the customer something new. They usually just want to know the latest mass market game is brilliant. Selling the mic in the raw Shadow of the Colossus is a harder matter. I think you're just trying to palm off some rubbish that you need rid of. Fortunately sometimes you can get through to them, such as I seemingly have with the Dynasty Warriors games. My constant raving about their greatness seems to be finally getting through. Though I think I'm going to have a harder time with paint Drying Simulator. I'm Derek Williams and my free market economy is good if you like that sort of thing.